up, everyone, and once again, welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle, where I, your host, Greg, will take you on a fabulous journey as we talk about, in this specific episode, must-watch games that you have to catch in college football. But before we get into that, how about this weather going down right now in New York? Earlier today, I woke up, said, let me start my car, warm it up before I head out to the gym. Walked outside with my jacket on like, wow, it is pretty warm right now. And not only is it warm, I don't even need to warm up my car. And not even warming up my car, I don't even need to wear a jacket to work today. And it's November 1st, World Series over. And it was 68 degrees driving in. Imagine that, 68 degrees driving into work in November, New York. But talk about warm days. Let's talk about some of this college football and how that's heating up right now. College playoff rankings have come out. And for those of you who don't know, right now the only ranking that matters is the playoff ranking because only the top four teams qualify for the postseason. So pretty much, yes, you want to be ranked in the top four by the end of the season. Now, these are some games I want you guys to pay attention to. Fellas, if you have any free time, Turn on the channel. I'm going to tell you the channel and the time and why you should watch these games. Ladies, watch these games too. Get interested in the football. It's a beautiful sport. Let's get into some of this action and talk. First up, let's talk about what's going to be on Fox, F-O-X, at 3.30 p.m. 13th ranked West Virginia Mountaineers will be taking on the 17th ranked University of Texas Longhorns. Now, for me, what's on the line in this game? Obviously, the loser gets knocked out of the realm of making the Final Four, but for, there have been teams that have been ranked outside of the top 10 and have snuck into the playoffs. And now is when it happens. So I feel if one of these teams could win, you could have a situation where top 10 teams play each other they knock themselves out you get on a hot street and when the dust settles you can find yourself into the playoffs who do I think is going to win between West Virginia and Texas I think West Virginia has the better quarterback in Will Greer he's projected to be a first round quarterback never know might be a giant Texas they just have a whole bunch of athletes good run attack and a good defense playing in Texas give me Texas I think the Longhorns, although they lost their last game to be ranked outside of the top 10, I think the Longhorns win this game. Next up, moving along, let's talk about what's going to be on CBS at the same damn time at 3.30. You're going to have number six, the Georgia Bulldogs, taking on number nine, the Kentucky Wildcats. Yes, I said it, Kentucky Wildcats talking about Football, and I'm not talking about five-star athletes that John Calipari has just recruited onto the basketball team. Kentucky is having, football-wise, a phenomenal year, led by their star running back, Benny Snell. Now, Georgia and Kentucky both come into this game with good rush attacks. Both teams have good defenses. But I think what's going to come down for either team to be victorious in this game is you're going to have to play good defense, but you're also going to have to have even better quarterback play. 
I think Georgia has the better quarterback in this situation. And Georgia cannot take Kentucky lightly. They need to come in and play at a high level from the kickoff. Because this is a game where you sit there and think, Kentucky's never played in a big game like this. We played in a national championship last year. Although we lost, we know what it's like to play in a big game. You don't want to be in a situation like that. Because what happens is, it'll be under five minutes. Benny Snell's running the rock. It's 17-10. It doesn't look like you're going to get the ball back. What's online for these two teams? The winner of this game wins and clinches the SEC East title. I think that's something that both of these teams want to have. And for me, I like Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia, and I think Georgia wins this game and defeats Kentucky. Coming up at 345, moving along on ESPN. You have the number 14th ranked Penn State Nittany Lions against number 5 Michigan. Now look, when you're talking about these two teams, Penn State coming in with a very stout defense, Michigan coming in with an even better defense. But with Penn State, for, for when I watch them play, they rely so much on McSorley now that Saquon Barkley is there. And I'm not saying that they don't have any playmakers on their offense, but it just seems like whenever there's a big play that needs to be made, it's either McSorley throwing the rock or him running the rock. And the pass rush for University of Michigan, I think it's a little bit too much. Because for Penn State to win this game, McSorley's going to have to play fantastic. And I don't know if that pass rush along with that defense of Michigan is going to allow that to happen. What's in line? What's on the line? I think for Michigan, they have everything on the line. This would be back-to-back -back wins versus ranked teams, which they haven't had in a very long time. And mark my words, and I will explain to you why later. If Michigan wins this game, they will guarantee be in the top four. After this weekend. Moving along. On ESPN again. At 7.15. You have the number four ranked. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Fighting Irish. Taking on Northwestern. Now. This is a game where. It could be a potential trap game for Notre Dame. One of those. You're on the road. It's a night game. It's probably homecoming. For Northwestern, the crowd is going to be super hyped. And you're thinking, similar to Georgia taking it on Kentucky, all we got to do is just show up and blow up. And Northwestern is going to lay down. Uh-uh-uh. Not so fast, my friend. I mean, Northwestern, they played teams very well this year. They have some legitimate wins this year. They have a very good defense. They have a pro-style quarterback in terms of He's a very good thrower of the football. Not the best decision maker in that he has 10 touchdowns with 10 interceptions. But they have a player at the quarterback position that you need to know what he's doing. Irish just need to show up and handle biz and do what they've been doing. Showing up and playing at a high level. Now, Northwestern, in order to pull this upset off, they're going to need help from the defense, maybe a couple turnovers, things of that nature. 
But I will say this. Since the Irish switched quarterbacks and went from Mr. Winbush to Ian Book, and he ever since he's been booked as the starting quarterback, Notre Dame has been average of 40.4 points per game. Now, the Irish traditionally aren't one of those teams that runs up the score. But for me, when I see Ian Book, if he can continue playing the way he's been playing, playing solid, fundamental football, exploiting what the defense is giving him, not turning the ball over, making smart decisions, and not making any mistakes, I see Notre Dame winning this. And moving along, this is what I call the main dish. This is what I call when you set your day up, you don't have to watch any of the other games. But this right here, this is that I bought this is the I bought this as a Christmas gift and I can't wait to open it up on CBS at eight o'clock. You have number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide! Taking on number three ranked LSU Tigers. Now, when you think of this matchup, it's more than just a game. I mean, Bama, they have rivalries in the SEC, Auburn with the Iron Bowl, but Bama LSU is always, for some reason, a better game when it's in Baton Rouge and at where LSU plays. It just, I don't know, maybe just that Louisiana brings out a better crowd, better play from the players. I mean, there's a lot of history in this meeting. This is the 83rd meeting between both teams in which Alabama leads the all-time series with 52 wins to 25 losses, and they've actually tied five times. Now get this. Who needs to win in the worst way? I would say LSU because Alabama has a seven-game win streak going on playing LSU. <coughs> As you could tell, we have a low budget, so I can't even afford a cough button. But getting back to business, um, let me tell you something. Although this is a prime time, 8 o'clock game, on the road, huge game, one and three, the winner is going to be knocked out of the top four. And that's why I said, folks, Michigan will definitely be ranked in the top four if they can beat Penn State because there's no way Bama or LSU could stay in the top four after losing this weekend. Now, back to my point. Alabama is built for the big game. They have five-star recruits, NFL players at each level, defensive line, linebacker, secondary, offensive line, receiver, running back, tight end. But to me, I can't remember in the Nick Saban era and I don't know if he's had a quarterback as talented and as good as Tua Tago Viola. When I say as talented, he's changed the offense to where Nick Saban was usually read option with the athletic quarterback. Or he would be run the ball, play action, and that's how we're going to establish the pass game. But... This quarterback that they have right now, I think legitimately is an NFL, not that he's coming out this year, but he's a legit NFL prospect, and he could potentially be a first-round pick as the quarterback. 
I mean, they've been they're scoring over 50 points a game. Tua has not listen to this. He has not made a pass attempt in the fourth quarter yet. He has no interceptions to over 20 touchdown passes. This offense is ridiculous. Right now, this is like Madden on three or four Red Bulls is what this Bama offense is. I mean, it's so it's almost like their offense is like the Warriors of college football. And look, LSU, do they have a shot? Look, they're at home. They do have a quarterback. Their defense is very good. And you never know. I understand Tua stepped in and won a national title, but up to this point, this might be the biggest game in his career. So we'll see how he responds. But the only thing is, the team that has started out with the initial number three ranking in the poll in this era of the playoff system has never qualified for the championship game. The initial ranking. And LSU has come out ranked number three in the initial ranking. Who do I have in this game? Although Bama puts see, Bama puts up a lot of points, but I think this game is going to be a tight game. It's going to be a good game. And yes, I'm taking Alabama in this game. I'm taking Alabama to win this. LSU will fall out of the top four. And they will be, if it's not a blowout, LSU will be in the top 10. But if it's a blowout, remember what I told you about Texas. Every week, I'll try and give you the game to watch because now it's starting to heat up in college football. Now is when you want to watch. If you have any topic ideas, any questions, anything you want to talk to me about, you can holler at me on Twitter, direct message, or you can at me, Mayor Cave Huddle. I'll be more than happy to respond. You have any topic ideas, any questions, please let me know. I'm always down for better content to service you. Now, as I do with every episode, I want to end this with a positive quote. And today's positive quote is, no other version, no matter how perfect it is, would ever feel better than being your true self. No other version, no matter how perfect it is, would ever feel better than being your true self. Thank you for listening. Everybody, everybody.